2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: it's in this league with scott bogman and chris welsh on the radio. 30 i'm on right now i don't believe you you boys in line.
3: All right, our plays. How did our plays go last week? Should we take a look? Should we see how gross this is going to be, Boggs? I don't. Last week at quarterback, you had Tom Brady, but you had Gardner Minshew as your deep play. That worked out quite well for you. I had Jared Goff, which I think worked out well for me. I'm trying to remember the stats. I mean, they got demolished by the Panthers, but um, how did he finish? Let me see. I think I have the... Oh, no, I didn't. Let's see the Goff had
4: 355 yards and three touchdowns and no picks. You're all right.
3: Okay. Yeah. So I absolutely nailed that one. And then my second quarterback was Sam Darnold going up against them. Uh, They did all the rushing yards. So let's see, I'm going to pull this up here. Week 16 quarterback, Sam Darnold would have to probably be like at least a top 15, which he was eight. He finished eighth this past week. So that's another hit. Darnold was
4: great. They won. They have, they can still make the playoffs to Panthers, which is insane, but they still have a shot.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we nailed three of the four. It was your Brady pick that didn't hit. Running backs, you had Latavius Murray as your one, Zach Moss as your two, and Jalen Warren as your three. I want to say you got none one. Of these. You deb- no. Yeah, no. Zach Moss was was solid. It's, I wasn't it's seventy like yards 65. total. Eh, okay, that wasn't Okay.
4: Really yeah. Good. Yeah. So they all sucked. The, who was the first one? Latavius. do take, well, take I'm out. <laughs> I'm the worst. What are we doing? Why are Latavius we doing did have? Uh, Why are we going standard? over last week? We're who who, a who wanted to do this? What is your problem? Oh, well, Bogman was terrible first. and I was good? Let's check on this week. We haven't done this the whole year. Only the last two <laughs> weeks when I was good and Bogman was terrible. Let's do this again. Hold Jaylen on. Warren who was else was bad first. for you, Bogman? Mike <laughs> Evans was awful. Uh, DJ Shark didn't catch a football. And Darius Slayton's the worst. So great job, Bogman. Let's go. Uh, let's do this uh, yeah, week. you're how
3: this? Well, out. No, well, okay, so hold on. So mine, McKinnon was not a hit, though he did score a touchdown. He scored. Uh, he always scored, but I don't even think he scored like double digit points. Like he scored, um, no, he, well he scored 11, but he was 21st, so that's not a hit. Zonovan Knight, I think, was a huge, embarrassing terrible. failure, absolutely terrible. And then I had Deion Jackson, uh, who was a huge, embarrassing awesome. failure. So my running backs, we couldn't have done worse at running backs this week. I absolutely, dem- I you know what? I'm the most amazing wide receiver caller. Devonte Adams, Devonte Adams, I had at number one and he scored two touchdowns. Drake London had another seven catches for 90 and Jahan Dotson scored, uh, I believe, another touchdown. He was my deep play. And of those guys, Devontae was the number two overall score. Jahan Dotson was the number 12 overall scorer. And then who the hell was my middle guy? Drake London was 27. So London is the closest to maybe not being. I he's murdered so it.
4: Good, uh, with, um, he's been so good since they went to Ritter. I, even uh, the week before that, I, I think he's had like 30 targets in the last three weeks. He's getting, he's, he's getting
3: like a, around like 30, 30, to 35% of the, of his catches. Like he's finally exactly
4: what we thought he was going to be at the beginning. With the volume,
3: with, with a right with now, a quarterback yeah. that can pass. so At least they're just more fun to watch. All right. So I was incredible at wide out. Not, we were the worst at run, uh, running back and we were pretty good at quarterback. So quarterback and wide out was my play and, you know. Bogman's a great basketball player this week. Mm. (laughs) Just this week. You killed it the whole year. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Shut the hell up, Mang. Uh, Why don't you start to kill it? Give us your quarterback. Uh, You also, by the way, got to this way before me and took uh, Uh, all the best ones. F Uh, you.
4: Yeah, I'm just taking all the best ones so I can feel good about something week 17. I wasted so much seat.
3: time not paying attention to who you had, getting ready to put it together and, and look, them. and then you had it them. And I was every like, one of them. It was. A
4: I, ho- uh, <laughs> I hope all of them.
3: Uh, <laughs> I, I will tell you, it was one, two, three, four, five. Five of them were, I caught myself on a couple of them, but we a do couple of them did not. <laughs> I know, five of them were ones that I wanted to play, so.
4: All right. Well, the first one is the easiest one of the week. Uh, Surprise QB one Brock Purdy Brock the rock here against the the Raiders. And I had this before Derek Carr was going to be benched and they're going to Jared Stidham. I mean, they're just going to have the ball, the entire game, the Niners. So uh, Brock, a couple of those passes. I mean, the best thing about Brock right now is that, uh, well, there's two things. Number one, Welsh hated it when, uh, when they had to go to Brock and I was completely correct about him. Right. Um, so yeah. that's number one. Uh, yeah. And the other good thing is he is throwing to George Kittle and George oh. Kittle is becoming his safety blanket right now. And it is reinvigorating George Kittle. So uh, that is the absolute best part. I mean, he threw to Charlie Kohler and I know this is one of the names that the Welsh made fun of when I brought it up, but Charlie Kohler was an awesome tight end in college. He was a great pass catching tight end. And um, now he has George Kittle, who's one of the best tight ends on planet Earth. So uh, he is peppering him with targets. So that is just fantastic. So yeah, uh, Brock Purdy, my surprise QB one this week.
3: Has not he gone like three straight weeks with two touchdowns and no picks, I think, or two touchdowns, Purdy? at least yeah. in the game? Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been—he's a
4: game manager, man. But but like Look. this is this is like peak end Colt McCoy, you know, that you're getting out of Brock Purdy here, which is well, I mean, Colt ran. But, you know, um, it, which is just a guy that can sling it and he's not afraid. That's the biggest thing is he is absolutely not afraid uh, to put that ball up. Since so week uh, he is 14, three straight weeks. Because He's only been in three, right? Or has it been four weeks? I think it's, yeah, well, I think he played that other week, but it was after uh, Jimmy G got hurt. All so.
3: right, well, I can still give it to you, but let, let's just do the last three weeks. The last three weeks, where do you think Brock Purdy is as far as quarterbacks go?
4: Uh, like 11 or 10?
3: Nine. He's the ninth Nine? scoring okay. quarterback. He scored better QB1? than Geno Smith viola Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, uh Sam Darnold, of course, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, there's one for you Derek Carr and Justin Fields who's only played two. Uh Justin Fields are averaging 16.7 points per game and Brock is averaging 18.3. So even in the two games Justin Fields played, Brock Purdy has outscored him. So yeah, it's a great play. I'm definitely with that one. I am torn because this week in the, my championship, I have two solid quarterbacks. Solid, not fantastic.
0: jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide
5: at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
1: No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I generally
7: come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour.
6: Uh, uh, Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real,
1: actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just... Tell us a little more. Let me tell you something about in this league.
3: And I'm going with my QB1 play of the week against a guy I currently don't have started because I have Kirk Cousins, but Aaron Rodgers is going up against the Minnesota Vikings. This is an amazing thing for you, box. I don't know if you realize this. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers has thrown 300 yards zero times this year?
4: He's uh, thrown for I,
3: 300 yards zero times.
4: I didn't realize that, but it's also maybe the least surprising thing that you could tell me.
3: Yeah, and you know, uh, against me here, he has only thrown a one touchdown in three straight games. So he's had a touchdown every single game, but only three straight uh, or three three games he's had one touchdown. I couldn't get that out properly,
7: <laughs> but
3: he's going up against a Minnesota Vikings team that has just given it up. They are giving up the most passing yards to quarterbacks since week 12 in the nfl with over 319 yards on average so like what's gonna bend here he has not reached 300 but they're giving up 300 and almost 20 yards per game since week 12 in here, as the minnesota vikings the vikings also are giving up roughly a touchdown and a half passing they're not really giving up a whole lot on the pick side and they, as far as the scoring goes, they are the seventh worst, or give up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers is not really. And I will also tell you, like as far as how ranks go, it's a weird week as far as what that like ten to fifteen looks like. But this is just a good matchup for him, even if Christian Watson's out. I don't think I'm going to be afraid of it because here's another thing that I get kind of excited about as far as running backs go: the Minnesota Vikings give up yards to the running backs They give up the fifth most receiving yards to running backs at 47 per game, almost seven receptions, which would be tied, but they are the fourth most receptions, and they got two backs that make this go. I think we are going to get an old-school Packers game where this is dump-off throws to Dylan and Aaron Jones, and we are going to get a couple touchdowns off of the running backs via throwing. So that's why I'm back in with Aaron uh, Rodgers. I think Aaron Jones anytime touchdown is a great play. Uh, I'll talk about A.J. Dillon in here. I just think the running backs are going to be heavily involved, even if Watson is out. I still like uh, uh, Lazard, but I'm going to go with both those running backs. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers as my play. My deep sleeper play of the week, Boggs, you're going to like this. I'm going to go with your boy, Colt McCoy. I'm going to go with Colt McCoy because McSorley could not do
4: anything whatsoever. I tell you, he now, wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. Not like, as bad. Yeah. He's not, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's good. I, I am going to say that I didn't think he would be willing to put the ball up as much as he did. Uh, and he was better than I thought, but I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and call him good.
3: Yeah. Well, I think the deep plays are impossible. Like I don't, Sean Watson, I want to play Russell Wilson. I don't want to play. And I think those are just kind of what they are in your brains. I, I could take Mike White as one of those plays I'd throw in here, but I'm going to go with Colt McCoy because I think Colt is going to be able to move the offense way better, get Marquise Brown actually involved. Uh, Hopkins is going to get littered. I will say this about Atlanta. Since week 12, Atlanta's actually given up the fourth least fantasy points to quarterbacks, only around 150 yards passing overall. You will be able to run a bit. I just think Colt is going to be put in a situation where he isn't going to have to make big plays and his guys are going to make plays for him against the Atlanta Falcons. So I like Colt. I'm not overtly crazy about it. I'm not trying to get sneaky with it. But if you're in a Superflex championship and you're deciding between you know Desmond Ritter and Colt McCoy, I think Colt McCoy is going to pop up a little bit this week. But uh, I think the choices are definitely hard. And uh, you are making a hard choice as well this week.
4: Yeah, look, uh, like you said before, dude, it's impossible. The, the back end of quarterback is so bad with all these benchings. You know, it's Carson Wentz and... Uh, you know, Sam Darnold had a good game, but how believable is that? All that stuff. I think the nice thing about picking Colt McCoy, uh, like you said, is that with Trace McSorley, they prove they're just not changing the offense at all. It's going to be mostly throwing because it's Cliff Kingsbury. So yeah. it's still, you know, it's going to go to Connor a ton, but Colt can put it up. Uh, I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. Look, Kenny Pickett is finally getting into a rhythm. He threw the ball to both Deontay and George Pickens last week while still giving the ball on dump-offs to Najee and down the middle to Pat Fairmouth. So he's kind of becoming more and more comfortable. He led the game-winning drive. I think that's just leading to his confidence. And look, if it's going to be Tyler Huntley again, uh, the Steelers might uh, be in possession of the ball most of the game. They've had long drives re- recently. The offense is looking much, much better than it was early in the season. So I'm getting confidence on Kenny Pickett plus I have no confidence in a lot of those back-end QBs, like the Welsh said, so Kenny Pickett's going to be my uh, surprise QB2, who I think he's already kind of like right on the borderline of QB2 anyway, but he's going to be my surprise QB2 this week against the Rappers.
3: Over on the running backs, this was uh, my play, and we talked a decent amount about it, me and Brandon did, on The Athletic this week. This is, I think, uh, ironically, in so many ways, a kind of a no-brainer play if you want to talk about a surprise RB1. And that's yours I'm talking about, by the way. because I think your name is more surprising than mine. Uh, mine is still ranked outside the top, but this is, I think, the top
4: name to pick this week, and uh, you got him. Cam Akers against the Chargers. Look, the Chargers had the big side relief by winning on Monday Night Football. Now they are in the playoffs. They're a lock. So not a lot to play for here outside of seeding. So uh, look, the Rams are giving the ball to acres a million times. Cause they don't want Baker Mayfield throwing thirty, forty 40 times. So uh, acres is going to get a ton of handoffs. The, the chargers rush defense is not great. Uh, I'm doubtful that Derwin is going to end up playing this game. He's in concussion proto. Uh, they thought about maybe suspending him for that uh, rough hit that he had on uh, Monday night football, but he's not going to get suspended, but, I don't think he's going to play, add another, take another piece off. If this game gets out of whack, either way, you're going to see backups in for the Chargers. So uh I think Cam could run the ball a ton in this game. And he just coming off that three touchdown performance on uh Christmas Day against a good run defense. That would Denver yeah. was putting up good numbers. So um and this is what Atlanta's been trying to do the whole year is run the ball to show uh to, to kind of cover up how bad the passing offense and pass blocking really is is I think we're going to see a lot of that from the Rams this week. Yeah, and I'm,
3: I'm with this one uh, through and through. I will say the Chargers have gotten better as far as fantasy points given up. I, I just use a marker of week 12 uh, since through, and they are not like one of the worst at all, but they are, st- and it's only because of touchdowns, because they're still giving up over 100 yards rushing to running backs right now, but their touchdowns have moved to under a half of a touchdown. So that's why their overall has gone down. Make, they're going to give the ball to Cam Akers just like they did. They're going to run it 20 plus times. You can run against them. Cam Akers is like a no-brainer here. Uh, mine, I'm going, with, I'm going with a name. He's still like a name, but I just don't think he's in that valued spot. I believe he's like 17th on the list. I'm going with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders kind of disappeared last week. I actually kind of don't care if this is Jalen Hurts or um, uh, Garner Minshew, but I think Jalen Hurts is trending in that way. And I think this helps overall. I don't know if you're going to see the Jalen Hurts who wants to go and rush for 150 yards. So I think they're going to want to get it on the ground a little bit, a little, at least a little bit more. And New Orleans has been susceptible since week 12 on. They are giving up the six most rushing yards to running backs, 115 per game on the starters and they're giving up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs in what is actually I got standard here. Let me go back to half PPR. This might boost them up. Not still the same. They're giving up in half PPR, the eighth most fantasy points to running backs right now. And Miles Sanders is just put in a good spot. So I think this is coming off of a dud. You can get him back out there. And then when I move into my surprise RV two of the week, I'm actually going to stick with the Packers. Like we talked about, I'm going to go with AJ Dillon. And this is going to just kind of come back to exactly what I was talking about before. I think the running backs are going to be heavy in this. I think they're going to be able to um, both be dominant on the receiving side. You give up a ton of receiving yards. This team does this Minnesota team, but also, you know, if they're going to have more reds on opportunities, which I think they will, Minnesota's defense just has not been that great. They're in the lower second half of fantasy points, giving up to running backs overall. They're also giving up like, you know, just under 100 total yards but 22 carries a game T- teams are running on them aj dylan is going to be able to put up a sneaky week and i think he can jump up into that rb2 category i think both jones and dylan are going to score this week and i think jones is going to do it in the air and i think um aj dylan's going to have a rushing touchdown i think it's gonna be a higher scoring game even though it's a inner uh div- and, and you know it kills me on this too it's like i'm talking about all this and i'm still starting Kirk cousins in mind
7: The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. man, man. Littering and. Littering
5: and, uh, man. littering and. Littering and
7: smoking them. in this league. Break it
3: down. Because it's hard to vote against. It's hard to go against. The Minnesota's had slow starts to games, too. And when they get behind, which we've seen then they're going to start throwing the ever-living crap out of the ball, and that works in their favor. And I think this could be another one of those situations where Green Bay just might be a little bit more efficient against that bad defense. So I'm going to go A.J. Dillon as my surprise
4: RB2 of the week. Yeah, Minnesota is one of the weirdest teams uh, that I've ever seen. This, this, you know, 2022 Vikings team is so strange. Like, so many one-score games. They're winning all of them, I think. Don't they have a negative point differential? It's just insane. Uh biggest comeback in NFL history, you know, all, all that stuff. They're they're just a weird team, uh, for sure. Yeah. My surprise RB2, I'm gonna go with Tyler Algier against the Cardinals simply because I think he might score a couple times. They've been using him around the goal line. Um, the the dude has been decently strong here. And I just anytime you hear a report come out and say that a coach is packing it in at the end of the year and going to end up resigning, I mean, how do the players not just want to give up right then. Like he's going to give up on the players. I don't know. You know, I'm sure JJ Watts going to be playing hard. He he's been looking great. You know, it's so weird that he said the thing about retiring because my thought process was, man, is JJ finally healthy. He's played so good the last like three weeks. He's been outstanding. And I think he's just kind of leaving it all out there right now. So, um, I think the Cardinals are going to pack it in. Tyler Algier has been leading uh, that team in carries, so uh, let's hope he breaks off one. Even though he's just basically a bowling ball, uh, you just want him to get in the end zone. And then I'm actually more excited about my. Me too. Uh, this is the this is the one. RB.
3: This is the one. Boggs that I was like doing my stuff, and I was like, okay, cool, I got it. And I was about to put him down. I looked, and I
4: was like, God damn it! I'm like, Boggs him. <laughs> James Cook against the Bengals, and uh, I, this is a great matchup here. Uh, the the Bills and Bengals gonna be such a good game, uh, but James Cook eleven for ninety nine last week. Like he's been putting up high rush totals in a true split with Singletary. He's been the bigger end, and he's catching the ball well. Like he is looking more and more like your starting Bills running back in twenty twenty three, and gonna be a big piece of this offense. And I think we're gonna see it here at the end of the year and in the playoffs he's the better player. They're going to have to give him the ball more. And um, I think it's smart to slow down the Bengals too. You're going to want to run the ball a lot and not let that offense come in and and pass and start getting, let Joe Burrow get in a rhythm. So I think the Bills are going to run the ball a lot this weekend. So that all that game script all adds towards James Cook, potentially having a decent game here. And, you know, let's, let's look at this game script on the other end. If the Bengals do get up big, well, now James Cook is going to have more receiving opportunities because he's more of the receiving back. The Singletary as well. So I like James Cook any way you cut this game. So uh, I think he's going to be very, very solid. And I was surprised that he was, I think he was like 39 or 40 in PPR ranks when I looked at the, uh, and it wasn't even like at the very beginning of the week. I think I looked yesterday. What is he at currently Welsh? Uh, James uh- Cook? James Cook for six. Did he move all the way up or something crazy after I said no. he was at 40? We, I got to go back to it because oh, I
3: have, I'm sorry, I, I thought you were on of it. it. No, it's okay, I can take a look here. So, we have half PPR. James Cook, I want to say he was 34. He
4: is what did you think he was? Well, he was 39 or 40 when I was 38. Before. He's 38. 38. Okay, so he's moved, so up still to below 35. 36. So, that makes him, yeah. uh, you know, a sleeper. So, I uh, love James Cook, and obviously, Welsh does too. So uh, this one
3: is an odd one because I think this guy's on the outs for a lot of people. I'm going to go with my surprise sleeper RV of the week as Jeffrey Wilson Jr. And it's theoretically not the best matchup against New England, though I would point out to you, New England since week 12 has been giving up almost 23 carries per game. The yards per carry has been on the lower side. I want to say it is actually like probably bottom six or seven in the league as far as yards given up there. But they are giving up. Similar to Minnesota, over 40 yards to running backs and around six and a half catches per game. So it's around 120 yards on the total backs. Now, the question you're going to throw out is obviously Raheem Mostert is a problem. These guys are hard to identify, but Jeffrey Wilson Jr. last week outcarried Raheem Mostert, was able to score a touchdown. And here's a fun fact, Boggs. Jeffrey Wilson Jr. has a touchdown in every game that he has had 10 or more carries with the Dolphins. Now, that's only two, and then he has one more in there. But if you go to the 49ers, since week four, every single game this year that he has had 10 or more carries, he has scored a touchdown in. So if you believe Jeffrey Wilson Jr. is back in with the team, which I do, think this could be more of a pounded game. Two is banged up. They're going to want to run a little bit more, yeah. establish a run so you can get the wide receivers going. Jeffrey Wilson, when he has 10 carries, he is going to score a touchdown They're bad as far as receiving goes in New England. I think this is a guy, if you're in a desperation spot in your championship, that you can throw out and has a decent shot to score a touchdown this week. So I like Jeffrey Wilson Jr. as my sleeper RB play. Going over to wide receivers, I'm actually just going to run it back, and I'm going to go with Devonta Smith going up against New New Orleans this week. And Devonta was huge with Gardner Minshew, obviously. And um, I believe uh, I got to pull this back up. I want to say he had one of the best PFF ratings as far as cornerback wide receiver matchup goes for the week on PFF. I believe the number one went to Brandon Ayuk, if you guys care, but yeah, Devonta Smith, the fourth best PFF rating in the 90s. There's only six total, seven wide receivers that have a 90 plus rating as far as their matchup against cornerbacks and working in their favor. And he has a better one than perceived to be over Devonta Adams or Jamar uh, Chase. So this is a killer matchup for him again. Jalen Hurts, probably not running as much, hopefully slaying in at Gardner Minchu obviously loved him. Either way, this aligns Devonta Smith into being a uh, wide receiver one this week. So I'm throwing him back out there.
4: I like it. Uh, yeah. D- Devonte. I don't know if there's a disrespect, more disrespected wide receiver in the league. Uh, th- this dude, if he didn't have AJ Brown next to him, uh, I mean, maybe he wouldn't be playing as well or whatever, but let's not forget this guy won the Heisman. He's been outstanding uh, for me. I let's go with Chris Godwin against the Panthers. JC Horn looks like he's going to be done uh, for the season. If, if not, at least for this game, Chris Godwin should be wide open against that secondary. Um, you know, uh, I love Jeremy Chin, but he's going to be making a lot of tackles and not a lot of uh, pass deflections, I think. And look, we talked about him before. Drake London uh, against the Cardinals. Cardinals are down their quarter, their cornerback who played well last week who hasn't been good. Marco Wilson uh, you know, broke his S on uh, one of those plays. So I think he jammed his shoulder real bad. So uh, Drake London, we know when they pass who the ball is going to. And right now it's Drake London. So next year, probably going to draft someone to get Kyle Pitts back, maybe a more competent quarterback. I mean, that's another spot that Derek Carr could potentially land in is in, is Atlanta. Um, but right now, Atlanta, every Atlanta, excuse me, my bad, Atlanta. Uh, but uh, yeah, right now, everything is heading towards uh, Drake London. So I'm going to go with uh, Drake London as my surprise wide receiver two.
3: Uh All right. Does that go back to me? You do all three. Yeah, you did. No, no, I didn't. I, uh, okay. all right. Okay. So, I'm actually going to go back to what I was saying before with the number one matchup of the week. And then we've talked about how great George Kittle has been, but I'm going to go back to Brandon. Ayuk. Uh It just hasn't quite gotten done, which bums me out because I really feel like Brock Purdy has very Jimmy Garoppolo in him that we would get massive targets, but we did see it tick up. It's actually ticked up since he's taken over. It was three against Tampa Bay, four against as far as targets go to Seattle he had seven this past week up against Washington. This week, he is the number one best matchup as far as cornerback matchups go. Brock Purdy is comfortable, more comfortable in the offense. They're throwing the ball more. I do think this is going to be an early type of play. I don't expect the Raiders to be involved in it early. But I think Brandon and I can get going very early. And I love him out. He's outside, ranked outside of the top 24 wide receivers. And I think this is going to be the get right game for him uh, with Brock Purdy. You know, we also had the comments after the very first game where Brock like apologized to him, saying, We got to get you the ball. And it has slowly started to happen more and more. I also have, I wonder a little bit if they're going to move into a tiny bit more of like Tyrion Davis Price and maybe some Jordan Mason, maybe take a tiny bit away from Christian McCaffrey. Isn't that, you know, not that you want to look ahead to the playoffs, but maybe they start looking ahead a little bit. And it might not be a bad idea, these final games, to get Brock Purdy throwing it a, a little bit more when you have a game a little bit more in line. So I like Brandon Ayuk as my wide receiver two of the week. And finally, I'm going to end it with DJ Chark, who again has another one of those pretty good matchups line. He was outside, I think he might have been 35 the last I looked. But I'm going to throw him back out there. He had a dud against the Jets. But prior to that, three of his last four games, he has had 94 or more yards. Uh, If you don't count the Jets game, he's averaging about five catches per game with around 95 yards. He's got one score in there. Jared Goff has been on fire. This Browns or this Bears defense is not fantastic as far as points given up. They are giving up the eighth most points to wide receivers as far as fantasy goes since week 12 on. The uh, yardage also is one of the higher, around 178, and over a full touchdown per game. Chark just gets it done, and he gets going. So uh, I'm going to go with him with my sleeper wide receiver if you are contemplating where to go. Uh, For
4: me, look, Isaiah Hodgins has touchdowns in three of his last four games. And the last game, I know we talked about Minnesota and their secondary being obviously suspect, but 11 targets for him. He didn't have more than six in any other game. Hodgins is becoming a weapon for this team. Just a big target, especially in the red zone, tall, big body, wide receiver. Uh, He caught eight balls for 89 and a score last week. They're going up against the Colts, who uh, are obviously rough right now. So I think the Giants will be possessing the ball a ton in this game. Um, They still they need to win to try to get a playoff spot. So they're not going to take their foot off the gas. This isn't going to be a run a lot in the third and fourth unless they're up big, big. And I don't know if this offense is capable enough to be up big, big on many, many teams. So um, I think Hodgins is going to get peppered with targets again. And he's always a threat for the end zone. So I love him as a sleeper wideout this week.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. In this league.
5: Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt.
0: Holy Mother
5: shirt balls. The matchup goes for the week on PFF.
3: I believe the number one win to Brandon Ayuk, if you guys care. But yeah, Devonta Smith, the fourth best PFF rating in the 90s. There's only six total, seven wide receivers that have a 90 plus rating as far as their matchup against cornerbacks and working in their favor. And he has a better one than perceived to be over Devonta Adams or Jamar uh, Chase. So this is a killer matchup for him again. Jalen hurts probably not running as much, hopefully slaying in at Gardner Minshew. Obviously loved him either way. This aligns Devonta Smith into being a uh, wide receiver one this week. So I'm throwing him back out there.
4: I like it. Uh, yeah. De- Devante. I don't know if there's a disrespect, more disrespected wide receiver in the league. Uh, th- this dude, if he didn't have AJ Brown next to him, uh, I mean, maybe he wouldn't be playing as well or whatever, but let's not forget this guy won the Heisman. He's been outstanding uh, for me. I, let's go with Chris Godwin against the Panthers. J.C. Horn looks like he's going to be done uh, for the season, if, if not at least for this game. Chris Godwin should be wide open against that secondary. Um, you know, uh, I love Jeremy Chin, but he's going to be making a lot of tackles and not a lot of uh, pass deflections, I think. And look, we talked about him before. Drake London uh, against the Cardinals. Cardinals are down their, quarter, their cornerback who played well last week, who hasn't been good. Marco Wilson. Uh, you know, broke his s on uh, one of those plays, so I think he jammed his shoulder real bad. So, uh, Drake London, we know when they pass who the ball is going to, and right now it's Drake London. So next year probably going to draft someone to get Kyle Pitts back, maybe a more competent quarterback. I mean, that's another spot that Derek Carr could potentially land in. Is in is Atlanta, um, but right now Atlanta, every Atlanta, excuse me, my bad, Atlanta. Uh, but uh yeah, right now everything is heading towards uh, Drake London. So I'm going to go with uh, Drake London as my surprise wide receiver two.
3: Uh, all right, does that go back to me? do all three? Yeah, you did. No, no, I didn't. I, uh, okay, all I right, okay. so I'm actually going to go back to what I was saying before with the number one matchup of the week. and then we've talked about how great George Kittle has been, but I'm going to go back to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, it just hasn't quite gotten done, which bums me out because I really feel like Brock Purdy has very Jimmy Garoppolo in him that we would get massive targets, but we did see it tick up. It's actually ticked up since he's taken over. It was three against Tampa Bay, four against as far as targets go to Seattle. He had seven this past week up against Washington. This week, he is the number one best matchup as far as cornerback matchups go. Brock Purdy is comfortable, more comfortable in the offense. They're throwing the ball more. I do think this is going to be an early type of play. I don't expect the Raiders to be involved in it early but I think Brandon and I could get going very early and I love him out he's outside ranked outside of the top 24 wide receivers and I think this is going to be the get right game for him uh with Brock Purdy you know and we also had the comments after the very first game where Brock like apologized to him saying we got to get you the ball and it is slowly started to happen more and more I also have, I wonder a little bit if they're going to move into to a tiny bit more of like Tyrion Davis price and maybe some Jordan Mason maybe take a tiny bit away from Christian McCaffrey. You know, not that you want to look ahead to the playoffs, but maybe they start looking ahead a little bit. And it might not be a bad idea, these final games, to get Brock Purdy throwing it a a little bit more when you have a game a little bit more in line. So I like Brandon Ayuk as my wide receiver two of the week. And finally, I'm going to end it with DJ Chark, who again has another one of those pretty good matchups in line. He was outside, I think he might have been 35 the last I looked. But I'm going to throw him back out there. He had a dud against the Jets. But prior to that, three of his last four games, he has had 94 or more yards. Uh, If you don't count the Jets game, he's averaging about five catches per game with around 95 yards. He's got one score in there. Jared Goff has been on fire. This Browns or this Bears defense is not fantastic as far as points given up. They are giving up the eighth most points to wide receivers as far as fantasy goes since week 12 on. The uh, yardage also is one of the higher, around 178, and over a full touchdown per game. Chark just gets it done, and he gets going. So uh, I'm going to go with him with my
4: sleeper wide receiver if you are contemplating where to go. Uh, For me, look, Isaiah Hodgins has touchdowns in three of his last four games. And the last game, I know we talked about Minnesota and their secondary being obviously suspect, but 11 targets for him. He didn't have more than six in any other game. Hodgins is becoming a weapon for this team. Just a big target, especially in the red zone, tall, big body, wide receiver. Uh, He caught eight balls for 89 and a score last week. They're going up against the Colts, who uh, are obviously rough right now. So I think the Giants will be possessing the ball a ton in this game um they still they need to win to try to get a playoff spot so they're not going to take their foot off the gas this isn't going to be a run a lot in the third and fourth unless they're up big big and i don't know if this offense is capable enough to be up big big on many many teams so um i think hodgins is going to get peppered with targets again and he's always a threat for the end zone so i love him as a sleeper wideout this week
3: it's a good play. I think it's a very, very sneaky play. I dig it. And those are our official plays of the week for Week 17 in your championship. Uh, we're not going to do an official voicemail thing because we only have two in here. So for all you voicemailers, um, you know, thanks for the season. <laughs> we we Appreciate have one you. more. We will allow one more, I think, um, next week if our, boy, uh, if our boy Jack wants to send one more parody song as we end out. We do the final mock draft, uh, whatever... Theme he wants to do but we do have a barrel report. so let's get into the barrel report, uh the final barrel report of the year so mr andrew barrow what do you have for us today as i pull this up
4: as we were talking very slowly very slow to make sure didn't get that new computer yet huh so uh nope. to get <laughs> make sure that this is all pulled up and ready to go and playing on the proper channel I'm yep. definitely not delaying right now. All I'm doing you is go. telling Oh, here, Oh, here's Barrow. Here's oh, Barrow, my here God. He. Here he is finally. It's
6: all come down to this the last Barrow report of 2022. Bogman, Welsh, let's do this. Zero out of eight leagues I'm alive in.
4: That's <laughs> not
6: bad. Aww. But I am still alive in the Champ League guillotine. Wait. Me and
3: Tim. Wait. He said zero of eight leagues he's alive in, but then he's alive in the guillotine.
4: The guillotine. Uh, that math doesn't work out there, Barrow. <laughs> it's the champs league. I know it's down. Uh, yeah, right now it is down to him and one of. The, actually, I have to cut. Uh, whoever was last last week. So I believe Ben got cut. So I think it's Tim and Barrow. So good mm-hmm. luck, gentlemen. So
6: let let's let's start this over real quick. Uh, how many leagues? 2022. Bogman. Welsh. Let's do this. Zero out of eight leagues I'm alive in. Hashtag sad. But I am Uh. still alive in the Champ (laughs) League Guillotine. (laughs) Me and Tim maybe he's talking
4: head to head leagues. Are
6: battling out for the championship this week. Best of luck. Congratulations to CK. On the guillotine victory. My favorite part of the season, my favorite memory, probably was before game one when the Rams were still Super Bowl champions (laughs) and had a chance to make the playoffs. Well, there's not much to talk about other than it's the first of the month coming up. It's a new year. Time to make a new you and join the Army, the ITL Army.
3: Oh, later. they <laughs> just cut off. Later, taters and baiters. Thank you, Barrow. Thank you for the good ad there. Uh, my favorite part was that one time where you thought the Niners were going to lose to the worst team in the NFL. Mm. And then you doubled down that the Rams were better than the Niners. And then the mm. Rams uh, ended up not making the playoffs and Baker Mayfield became their quarterback. So that was my
4: favorite wah, part. Wah, wah. And
3: then the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey. And even when all their quarterbacks got hurt, they kept winning games. That was my Come
4: favorite. on, man. The one guy that sent us the voicemails a whole year. Love you, Come Barrow.
3: On. Love you, Barrow. All right. uh, Final up here. This is our boy, Jack. Jack said, "Uh, we still doing this? Jack, if you are here, we're always doing this. He said, this one didn't age well already, but around Thanksgiving, my mom had this idea for this one. So I got her to duet this week. Wow. So this was a Thanksgiving day written one with a duet. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever's your thing. Uh, As we say, happy, don't offend miss is what you guys want to do. And this one is called Commander Quarterback Hi Nikki. Oh, is this gonna be Hi Nikki? Hi Nika. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Um yeah, so this is going to be with Jack and Mommy Jack right here on ITL.
4: Mama Boys. He went toe-to-toe
7: with Brady. 2021 was the year. Washington lost, but saw grit they hadn't seen before. He left the dominion and the XFL behind him. You he might say we became, became best friends. You might say he, he was bound to start, start some more. more. But for, for the Washington, Washington Commanders, we want we Whoops. We've seen his passes flying through the sky. He's the leader of the offense. If Ron puts in whence we'll cry in Commander, Commander quarterback Heineke. high, Taylor Heineke. Commander, Heineke. Commander Heineke. quarterback Heineke. high, Taylor Heineke. Talked to Ron who said don't diss him, and in a very noncommittal way said he's our guy. He,
2: commander quarterback,
7: quarterback.
4: Mom's got a great voice. Yeah, got you a can, see where, voice. We can see where you uh, see where baby boys got it. Uh, so, uh, uh, that it, great song. I mean, the song was outstanding. Uh, terrible timing on it, of course. We literally, couldn't, I literally couldn't have worse. That Heineke timing. got benched. Uh, we we record this show. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it was the day he got he got benched timing. this morning. You know, so uh, it actually might there. be all
3: time worst, uh, worst timing ever. Uh, it's actually made it really sad. You know what? I want to hear them. They're going to
4: play that. the at his funeral. Is that what you're saying? At High yeah, High I Peace need. Funeral? I don't
3: know what it is, but uh, maybe you guys can do it. This is one of my favorite songs. I need a maybe we can end this out. I'm putting a lot on Jack, but we'll do it for another time as well. Give me some landslide landslide by Stephanie Nix like figure like we need to tie landslide into a song but also get a mama jack but mama jack might be tough if she's not mama around Boyce. if it was yeah mama boys if uh yeah, yeah mama jack, jack might be a different one mama <laughs> boys might be a little bit different if uh, she's not around for the holidays but give me like a landslide maybe like the 49ers like they're gonna win in a landslide they're gonna take the championship right out of here it's like something like that give me a little landslide in here because yeah. you guys sounded fantastic love that song love it even more for its Absolutely embarrassing timing where he is. Uh, they literally are like, We're gonna cry if Wins comes back in. Whoops, whoops! <laughs> uh, good job. And uh, Mama voice fantastic voice sound. Uh, I'm gonna throw this out too. I'm always amazed too. She sounds younger than Jack, she has a very young sounding, beautiful voice. So, yeah, very good job by both of you. Thank you all season long. No guarantees. Jack has put in the hard work this year, but hopefully, we get one more for the final episode and uh, we will all rejoice with it follow him on Twitter Jack Voice parody songs on Instagram Jack voice on the Twitter you can follow us on Twitter at is And the Welsh and bogman sports and that's it friends I will tell you uh, make sure that you check us out on our twitch twitch.tv/ in this league because in the new year we are kind of ramping up of what the twitch is going been-
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
7: You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face!
1: Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What?
7: If you lick my... In this league...
3: They're going to take the championship right out of here. Like something like that. Get a little landslide in here. Because you guys sounded fantastic. Love that song. Love it even more for its absolutely embarrassing timing where he is. Uh, they literally are like, we're going to cry if Wentz comes back in. Whoops. Whoops.
2: Uh, good job.
3: And uh, Mama Boyce, fantastic voice. Sound. Uh, I'm going to throw this out, too. I'm always amazed, too. She sounds younger than Jack. She has a very young-sounding, beautiful voice. So yeah very good job by both of you thank you all season long no guarantees jack has put in the hard work this year but hopefully we get one more for the final episode and uh, we will all rejoice with it follow him on twitter at jack Boyce parody songs on instagram jack Boyce on the twitter you can follow us on twitter at is it the welsh and bogman sports and that's it friends i will tell you uh, make sure that you check us out on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash in this league, because in the new year, we are kind of ramping up of what the Twitch is going to look like. And we're going to be doing a lot more streams. Um, they will have a lot of baseball centric stuff, but football is always out there and on our minds. We will be back again next week where we will hook you guys up with a mock draft, early mock draft and kind of breakdown episode. I think we'll do this. Are we can do a Sunday stream A final Sunday stream episode. Probably maybe. No, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we won't, maybe we'll be there, but you guys, just we'll know, see log in, log into the Twitch, make sure you're there and you'll be notified. If we're there,
4: you guys know where to find us. In I mean, I tell you com. what, uh, I might just broadcast the whole day because I don't, oh. I don't have any fantasy to play for. We're not make, we're not taking any notes. And my game is at night. So ooh, maybe, we just, maybe a nine maybe hour we'll stream. Just, we'll just like the NFL draft. Maybe we'll just sit on our asses and watch football together for the last week of the regular fantasy season. Uh, and so much fun maybe we'll just do that cool.
3: yeah i my kids i think have a, a, a friends coming over so if i want to run away i just come in here and be like whoops sorry i gotta work and can't, uh, can't away, take care of any kids
4: run, run away run away, run, run away and say hi to football let's do that again
3: that by uh there you go we're, we're asking for all these songs all right we got to get out of here thank you guys <laughs> so much it's itl it's fantasy football podcast go get those ships hopefully i'm talking to you in a happy mode next week Good luck to everybody and to everybody a championship. Bye-bye. See you.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.